Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Justin Hanover. Justin, you are the founder and CEO of Get Fit Plus, which is uh, pretty exciting. You've just converted, and we're going to talk about how you built a successful fitness facility and why you've made the move to go purely online when you have a really good thing going. So this is going to be a really interesting story, but your new uh, brand is divinestrengthlifestyle.com. Justin, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Josh. I'm really excited to be on and connect with you and your audience. So obviously one thing, and by the way, we connected, you've been to Business Mastery, Tony Robbins, is that right? Yes. Oh, no kidding. Did we go to the same one? Uh, I was Vegas. Uh, oh. No, I was a, it was, mine was in, uh, in Palm Beach, uh, oh, down okay. south. But yeah, um, yeah and I've done, um, I actually, so uh, I did a training for an online, you know, how they do the online webinars then for grads. Yeah. So I got to do one of the online trainings, uh, the Tony Robbins organization. And I connected and they're like, oh. hey, do you want to teach our people? I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so I like, I love the business mastery community. Yeah. Um, man, I'll tell you just amazing, amazing quality people uh, that that get attracted into that community. I was blown away. (laughs) Yeah. What did you, if we could kind of zip ahead a little bit, fast forward a little bit, because I would imagine business mastery was not the first thing you did in your business success, your business history, but what did you get out of attending business mastery? Because I got first thing, it's not cheap. Secondly, you know, you got to travel somewhere, obviously, to be a part of it. Uh, What did you get out of attending business mastery? I think really like diving more deep into like the numbers of the business um, and really understanding and using your analytics to really drive the business. Uh, I think that was something that really opened my eyes to that because like when I started my business, I didn't, I didn't go to school. I didn't have any of that type of background. I just jumped in and learned from life experience. And so that doesn't mean that like I, there was definitely some things I was missing and being able to go to business mastery uh, it really opened my eyes to how to actually run a business based on the numbers and kind of lead a business um, and we're kind of like stepping into like your power really yeah it, it really really valuable stuff um, so justin let's so let's talk about um, you know post education so you leave high school right you graduate yeah. and you what's your first work that you do right out of high school uh, I was actually doing landscaping at the time. Um, so I was working at golf courses, doing landscaping. And then I was going to school uh, part-time for architectural drafting. And I got six months into that program, realized it just was not for me. It wasn't the life I wanted to live. I dropped out and went into personal training school and got my certification. It was like a year and a half program. And then just jumped in right into the business. I started out going to people's homes and had a couple accounts like that and businesses where I did some boot camps out of. And so I was able to get my first location and started growing from there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. First location. How does someone get a location? You got to generally do pretty good in business to get a quote unquote location. Um, Really, there's a lot of hustle Um, in the beginning. I was 
doing every type of guerrilla tactic you can think of to build up my initial client base. And landing like a couple of business accounts uh, really helped me a lot um, because that was one location I can go and service multiple people. And it really, uh, that was kind of like what carried me through. Uh, and then I was able to connect with um, a gentleman in town. He, he owned a space and he was willing to give me a break and not actually charge me rent for the first three months to allow me to wow. gain some traction. Um, so he, he believed in me and he's someone that I'm always like, and so grateful for, for giving me that opportunity. And I just, I took it and ran. So, I mean, that was a, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, people, someone might look at that, Justin, and say, well, that was pretty good luck. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't luck, right? Because luck is generally where preparation meets opportunity. We get opportunities all the time, but because we're not prepared for it, maybe that opportunity doesn't truly manifest in the conversation. You know, it's like if I get somebody who says, you know, Josh, I love the work you're doing. Like I'm a student right now and I'm doing video editing and I would love to work with you. Uh, and look, I'd, I'd love to just do some stuff for you pro bono just as a way of showing you what, you know, what I can do. Um, like that's the kind of thing where, you know, it's like, you know, people who have the ability to partner with you or do something good for you in business, it's that drive, that ambition. And I suspect that the person who gave you three months free probably saw that in you. Like you're, you were hustling, you were building a book of business. Like, listen, I'm going to hook this guy up because he's someone I want to support. And that's where luck, that's where luck is, that intersection of preparation opportunity. If you're fully prepared, you will find that like life will just blaze a trail for you. But if you're just waiting for luck to happen, I'm sorry, but that's, I don't think that's how it works. No, definitely not. And like how I, I was, how I connected with him was I was, I was walking everywhere in the town, putting flyers in people's mailboxes uh, for days, hours, like hours every day I was doing that initially. Uh, and that's how I was able to connect with him through that flyer. And we started building a relationship. So yeah, if, if I didn't do that and put the annoying hard work in, in the beginning, then we never would have had that connection to begin with. So Justin, some people will say, freelancers, personal trainers, they will say that the way to succeed in, as a personal trainer is just to be a really, really great personal trainer. And then all of your dreams will come true. Is, is that the way that it is? That is definitely not how it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is absolutely not how it is. And that's unfortunately something they don't really even, they don't tell you that like when you go into personal training school, things like that, they don't really cover actual business and how to wow. actually be successful. And that's why there's such a high fail rate for personal trainers and fitness businesses because people literally do think that, oh, if I just get this certification and I, get, I have 10 certifications, people should just come flocking to me. Uh, yeah. And that's not the case. Like you need to learn communication. You need to learn marketing. You need to learn sales. You need to learn how to run a business uh, first and then be a trainer second. Because if you can't get the people in the door, then you can't serve them. Yeah. Have you been able to help then? Uh, well, let's, let's talk about then you, you get a place of business and, and explain how that deal worked and how you grew that into, you grew that into a big thing. Like no joke, you've made some really great income. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so initially, it really was like that first location, it was like a not it was maybe 500 square feet. 
Uh, so it was literally just big enough to do one-on-one -on -one training. And I was able to transition some of my travel clients to coming to me personally. Uh, so that helped with getting the ball rolling. And then from there, it was just, I was out building connections in town. I was being a part of town organizations and events and, and just talking to people, putting my name out there and slowly you start trickling in. And from there, I just focused on creating an amazing experience for that person um, and making them feel special so that it was more than just the fitness training. It was really just connecting with them as a person and being genuine with them. And that that word of mouth is what brought more people in. And initially I was, I was able to grow up to like 45 clients just by focusing on client experience mm. and making sure that they're taken care of in all aspects, not just the fitness aspect. Cause that's kind of more or less the superficial thing they're coming in for, but there's really a bigger issue that's going on. Mm. Uh, but I find with most people coming in with like fitness related things like, yeah, they say they want to lose weight, but why do they want to lose the weight? And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, that's what's uncovering that is what is what's going to get people to start talking because like, wow, this person really gets me. Yeah. Um, so that's what I focus on initially. And then from there, I was able to open up actually like it was a weird beginning, but a second second location that was about a thousand square feet. Uh, so still not really big enough to do both things. So I had small mm -hmm. group training going in that location and then my private training going in another location. And that's when I first started hiring people. Uh, and I was kind of split between both locations. I was going back and forth. So it was a weird um, first like couple of three years or so uh, of getting that going. And then uh, from there, I was able to make a jump to a 3,000 square foot space and then finally a 6,000 square foot space. Wow. Um, but it, it all really started with just understanding that communication is key um, and really understanding people and being able to just connect with them. Um, I wasn't, uh, I definitely, I would not say I, I was the best trainer. Um, I had good knowledge. I had good, like really I'm able to help people, but I just was able to just to really genuinely understand people where they're coming from and meet them at that level. Um, if you were a personal trainer today, and you were just getting started, uh, what would you do? Obviously, today, obviously, social media is a huge benefit. Um, but what would you do to grow your personal training business? And, and maybe it wouldn't look like the personal training business that you started. Um, what kind of personal training would you start today? Today, honestly, I would get into the online game. Uh, that's just the way the industry is going uh, with the technology that's coming out, the convenience factor, and the the buying the buying demand of like the actual clients so it's just and also being able to leverage your time because that was a big thing that i've discovered with obviously being a personal trainer working with people one-on-one -on -one, time became an issue mm -hmm. and you only have so much time in the day and it also it's a very it's a very frustrating lifestyle because you have to work odd hours you have to work early mornings late evenings you have the middle of the day off weekends holidays um and then if people cancel on you last minute, you also have gaps in your schedule. So it's not the most efficient and effective way. Uh, I would say definitely moving to online space, but more importantly, like, like what I just did, like to grow initially, you have to understand who it is you're specifically trying to serve. And I think the biggest mistake that I made that I would do over again was not like hyper niching who I served. And we were more of like a generalist, uh, mm. kind of like helping anybody. 
and I think that's going to be a huge problem for anybody now getting into it or, or existing. If you're a generalist, you're, I think you're going to get pushed out. Yeah. Uh, you Agreed. really have to hyper niche and solve a specific problem because that's going to help. I know other fitness business owners that do that. And they literally have people like coming to them. They don't spend a dollar on advertising. Uh, so that is definitely something that I would focus on is making sure you truly understand what it is you're trying to serve and who. Uh, and then you can start connecting with those people organically. Um, you don't want to get into like the paid advertising game yet until you Oof. really know you can yeah. put on. Otherwise, it's just going to be a waste of money. I agree. I agree. Um, so, Justin, you've made a really gutsy move, and that is you've had these all of these facilities. Tell me about the transition that, that you've recently made. Yeah, so we recently went from, obviously, a 6,000-square-foot space <laughs> to now zero, <laughs> uh, or an office space, I guess you would say. Um, and we transitioned to everything online. You know, we're providing everything from the fitness, the mindset, coaching, uh, the private customized coaching meals, uh, nutrition, like all of that aspect into our online portal. And it was an interesting transition. Um, like with anything, any big change, you get like a good amount of negative and positive, uh, from both ends. And, yeah. uh, we went through <laughs> both of that. Uh, but more importantly, we made this change to make sure that our business is aligning with how we want to live because running the facility, it's it's a grind. I mean, it's it's a tough business to step away from, even though we had a team in place. I mean, uh, we went through a couple setbacks the year before, or two years ago, we're losing two key people in a matter of a month. Um, so that kind of rocks you and pulls you back into the business again, deeper than what you may have wanted to. So, and also to, like, the business originally was built on me building relationships with people. Uh, so this is a relationship business. Yeah. It's not something you can just kind of set it and forget it. So with that in mind, my wife and I want to make this transition to improve our own lifestyle, but then also ultimately be able to serve people at a higher level and give them more of what they need uh, and not necessarily what they think they need. <laughs> right. And I would imagine there's advantages to being virtual. So I, I've worked with several coaches, like lots of coaches over the years, uh, and fitness coaches and health and, and eating coaches. I don't need to meet them in person. <laughs> That's just, that becomes very inconvenient because then I got to travel places and all that other stuff. And the people I want to work with don't necessarily live on my block. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the, especially the people who niche in especially what I need. Like I need someone who understands keto and IF and they're used to working with type A business, you know, high achieving business people. And so yeah. I don't know anybody like that in my community. So yeah. uh, it's best that we just connect online. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it severely limits you uh, in your ability. And, and yes, there are lots of people in your area. I mean, that, and that is a serious thought. I mean, where, where you live in your local community uh, some people I know, like only live in like a, a town that has 5,000, 8,000 people. Okay. Well, that's not many people that are actually going to be potentially interested in what you're offering. Mm -hmm. And at some point, I mean, you're going to kind of exhaust that area uh, yeah. with a local brick and mortar business. Whereas obviously taking it virtually, it's kind of almost near impossible to do that. 
Well, great. So Justin, um, what is the best way for people to kind of figure out what you do? Are you a good solution provider for them? And, and who do you work with? And, and you got to do it in like 30 seconds because we've run out of time. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, basically, it's connected with me personally on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Justin.Hanover, you know, Facebook, Justin Hanover. And I basically uh, serve young entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, uh, mm. and help them structure their business to maximize their profit, but also to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and not sacrificing your life. Because that's a huge component to being fulfilled in your, your life journey, really. Mm. So more than just fitness training at this point as, as, yes. as a professional coach, I mean, you're, yes. you're, you're handling all of the areas so that you can live kind of a harmonized life. Absolutely. I think it all intertwines. It's not just one or the other. Uh, so yeah, I'm a, kind of like a life coach, personal trainer, and business coach wrapped in one uh, because I think it's, it's, it's all needed if you want to excel and, and truly be a high performer. And, and Justin, that's found at divinestrengthlifestyle.com. Is that right? Um, there as well. And um, like said, the biggest, easiest way to connect with me is just on my like, social media because I'm very active on that. Yeah. Um, and easily send me private messages and I'll answer right away. That's great. And that's, again, uh, the, so the best, the best one to find you on would be Facebook, you said? Yep, Facebook. And then you just find you as Justin Hanover. Yes. And, all right. That sounds great. Justin, thank you for, so much for joining us. Absolutely. It was a pleasure, Josh. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.